Hey everybody, this is Chiefs beat writer Brooke Pryor, and on today's episode of Sports Beat KC, we break down all things in the Chiefs' 45-10 win over the Bengals, including Patrick Mahomes, Kareem Hunt, Tyreek Hill, the defense, and of course, the touchdown celebrations. Enjoy! Hey y'all, we are live uh, at Arrowhead Stadium. We're going to break down the Chiefs' 45-10 blowout win over the Bengals. Uh, I've got Blair Kirkhoff on my left. My other side, I've got Sam Mellinger. So yeah, we just saw a pretty crazy game. Um, I think we all thought that there was going to be a resounding Chiefs victory, but I don't think we thought it was going to be quite this resounding. So, Blair, what are, what are your thoughts? Well, my, my initial thought is it's the third primetime game for the Chiefs this year, right? It's the first one, Denver, Patriots, this one. It's the first one that were Chiefs fans got to go to bed without, like, shaking with anger <laughs> or excitement, you know. Um, they probably mellowed out pretty much in the third quarter of this game and are probably in bed by now. Instead of in, in sleep. Oh, that explains why nobody's watching us because you guys aren't like amped up on adrenaline. Honestly, I I don't feel like I'm that amped up on adrenaline either. After the last couple ones, I felt like I could run through a wall, and tonight I just kind of feel like I need this diet coke to keep me going. Yeah, I mean that that was an asking, like in kind of every <laughs> total, way total asking you can get beat. That was um, I don't know how Cincinnati was four and two. Coming into this game. Didn't you say they were frauds? We're, we, I, I don't did. think we were supposed to say that on the I last did. Facebook Live, but it turns out to be pretty Vahe, prophetic. No, I was going to say, Sam didn't say they were frauds. Vahe said that Sam said, <laughs> through a game of telephone, yeah. Sam said they were frauds. Yeah, I remember, because uh, I, I was at Kauffman Stadium doing the, this Royals thing, I remember like checking Twitter, just kind of in the middle of it. You know, like, you get tired of writing, mm-hmm. so you go do something else, and somebody's like, Sam called them frauds! And I was like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I kind of did. I'll stick by it. I'll stick by it. Uh, I'm not going to back down from that. It was just like the, the thing. Look, like you can take whatever angle you want on this game, right? Like uh, Mahomes had his little moment where I forget, was it? I don't know if it was Atkins or somebody else. Like hit his arm, yeah, and, and he like it. didn't even like flinch and threw it deep uh, to Watkins. Uh, Cream Hunt was ridiculous. It's uh, his first three touchdown games since his debut in New England, correct? Right. That move, where, I mean, just the escape, if there was no hurdle, just Spin. the escape was yeah, like crazy. When he got spun around. I missed it. I, I started typing down to put in like my play-by-play in my notes. I thought that the run was over. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I heard people cheer and I looked up and I was like, oh, he's still going. This, this play is not over. And the hurdle into a bull rush. You don't often see that. No. Usually no. a guy hurdles and that's going to be it. I don't, the degree of difficulty on, on that was, was incredible. <laughs> but Can no, you even do that in Madden? Does that combination exist? Maybe it should now. I could have answered that question 10, 15 years ago. <laughs> Not now. <laughs> no. I can't say that I've ever played. But the, uh, the, the biggest thing to me at least was like we know the offense is great, right? But like the defense, that team, the Bengals, fraudulent or not, they were sixth in the league in scoring coming into the you know, AJ Green's a stud. Joe Mixon's a stud. Andy Dalton, you know, can make some throws. He's a Pro Bowlish quarterback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pro Bowl quarterback. And the Chiefs shut him down. They, I, I looked this up. Um, they had, they gave up 239 yards of offense. That's what the Bengals got. The Chiefs had given up more than that in four different halves this season. 
and giving up like 225 and 231 in like two other halves. Like that, that's pretty incredible. And I just look like the last week happened against the Patriots, but this is two wins in a row in two out of three weeks where the defense has kind of been part of the victory and not just yeah. sort of getting dragged along by Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek well, well, before tonight we were saying, with the exception of the Patriots game, that the Chiefs defense had come up at, you know, at times, mm-hmm. important times. You know, yeah. they made plays. Made, made plays. Uh, had the third down deep. We were, all, we were finding nice things to say about the Chiefs defense. Tonight you didn't have to find things to say. Yeah. But they, they got after it and – I, I think there is something about playing a primetime game here that gets the, the defense juiced. I think it's certainly playing gets the here in, in general. You know, yeah. uh, except for playoff games, I think. <laughs> yeah. With the exception yeah. of night playoff games. Yeah, that was a night game last year, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. they, they, um, I, I think that um, the Arrowhead home field advantage is overrated, except at night. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I do think that it lives at night. I, I think we saw it from the fir- first play from – Tyreek Hill's Tyree 27 Hills, yards. Yeah, on yeah. that, that <laughs> RPO that he, you know, it was crazy. He you know, looked crazy like a wind-up toy. Like, he'd just been wound really tight, and they just let him go, and he just kind of jittered right. all over the field, juking these guys. I mean, that was... Yeah. One thing that I thought was really interesting, um, I just saw it on the quote sheet, uh, full disclosure, but did you guys see what A.J. Green said about, like, the, the first question was something like, you know, did they do anything to surprise you or whatever? And usually, like, you, you get a BS answer. After that, but he said, "Yeah, actually, a lot." You know, and I'm <laughs> paraphrasing, but it was like it was like um, uh, they, they would show press and then they'd back off and go into a two man and have a guy over the top. Like they were they were doing stuff that they hadn't shown on film, and I just thought that was interesting coming from one of the best skilled, five receivers, skilled receivers in, yeah. in the league talking about a coordinator that everybody wants fired. You know, I mean, because yeah. that's that's Bob. Mm-hmm. You know, that, right, that's right. Bob. I thought that was that was worth pointing out. And, Mm-hmm. And Robert mentioned that Dorian O'Daniel and, and Jordan Lucas are playing with a sense of purpose. These guys want starting roles. I think that's absolutely right. I think it's, you know, we don't know exactly how healthy Eric Murray is. He practiced during this week, dealing with that ankle injury. He was active tonight. I think that if didn't he play though, didn't right? play, though, not, I don't I don't believe he did. Um, Jordan Lucas, I think, has been playing really, really well. Um, kind of this... You know, hidden gem when when he was traded for, didn't really know how good he was going to be. He almost had a what he had a pick in his first game, almost had another one in his second game. Didn't have one tonight, but I thought he was crucial. And Dorian O'Daniel, he played a little bit before Terrence Smith's injury, and then after Smith went out, his playing time really went up, and I thought he looked really good. He had that one tackle of Joe Mixon that just. Yeah. Laid him on his back. That was that, was, that was impressive. And that's exactly and Dorian, what they did. Dorian enjoyed it as well. Are we on? Yes, he did. We are. Come around this way. It was a grown man tackle. But I'll take your popcorn. And more than that, you bring that for all of us? That's the kind of play they need from him. You want me by you? Covering back. And you're going to take it over for you. We're not really on. Exactly what they're doing. Oh, yeah, we're totally on. We have Vahe here. Yep. This is how the sauce, really how the sauce is made. It was Anthony Sherman's. Bring it in the right hand. You think we were practicing? Was a I, know, I do know we've been famous for, for nailing it in one take. That's right. That's right. Every time. We're only <laughs> going to give ourselves one take. There is no alternative. That's sort of been our long-time strategy. So what are we? What are you guys talking about? We're just talking about uh, Dorian O'Daniel and Jordan Lucas. Ooh. You know, I like Jordan Lucas. 
<laughs> After dark, off the rails, yeah. whatever. Um, so anyway, what can I do for you? Well, what do you like about Jordan Lucas? I don't know. There's just something. I feel like I watch him. I feel like he's fluid. I feel like he. Um, I feel like he. Uh, this is a term I use too much, but he gets it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so how long have we been on? Uh, we've been going. I don't know, ten minutes ten or minutes. so. Oh god! All right, still. It was a warm up. We were warm, we were okay. we were keeping it warm for you. To yeah, I know how that is. That's, that's 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 how I usually feel. People waiting for me to you know, oh, turn it on. You got to drop knowledge now. Um, so we've primed the viewers. They're ready to hear what what you have to say. Hey, well, the only you know, I, I, before you get into it, can yeah. you address Andy Reid addressing Vahe in the post game? I was you cute. know, I don't think this team loves a reporter more than they love Vahe. Well, I've got this kind of like, weird stuff going with Andy and Tyreek uh, for whatever thinks, reason. thinks you're really fast. <laughs> Andy today referenced the fact that y'all were really young when you first met at Mizzou. And we're both fossils, I think is what he was trying to say. And I was ready to hit him with, uh, I don't know, I remember him in spandex. <laughs> He usually brings up those. I'm so glad he that you he, didn't bring that up. Well, but I think that's right. The last time when we did that sit down with Andy up in St. Joe, well, I remember that from me asking Andy about Brett. Each, I just said Brett, and for whatever reason, Andy's mind went to Barf. Yeah. And, and Everybody's said, favorite Brett. And, and Andy, I think, excused his brain cramp by saying, uh, "You know, well, we go back a long way, don't we?" He was thinking back to 1992 when I met him in, in Columbia. And just, you know, maybe this has come up before. I was one years old, by the way, when you (laughs) met each other. Well, so you got some catching up to do. I do. I do want to say that Andy was, This is. I I know we've talked about this before, but he was really fun as an assistant coach. He was line coach, I guess offensive coordinator. Oh, no, he wasn't offensive coordinator. Dirk Cutter was offensive coordinator. The the Bob Stull staff that couldn't win. You get... (laughs) Actually, get three future NFL head coaches out of that staff. Dirk, Marty Morningweg, and uh, Andy. Um, couldn't quite make it work in Columbia, Missouri, though. <laughs> um, but Andy was a lot of fun. And uh, every once in a while, he shows us a little bit of that. So a what, little. what did he say? What did he say about you? Oh, tonight he just yeah, said something like, in there you know. Right? What I, did you I, ask? I, uh, I was asking about him being old, basically. You said, do they keep you young? Yeah. Because do, does this team keep you young? I was following up on Brooks' question, which uh, got Andy to, to break down and note that he was a grandfather. I use so, that quote in my story. I have the words grandfather also gyrating in my story, so. Wow. Together? Uh, all spectrum. Lead and closer. Also, so cut, I thought cut a rug is in there too. Cut, yeah, cut a rug. So really cut a little gr. You know, maybe next time. Yeah. Actually, I don't want to see that. Yeah, one of the reasons we're talking about Andy is this was his 200th win, and um, you know, that's a that, that's a heck of a milestone. Actually, it, only nine people have won more games in NFL history, and if he wins ten more games, which I think he will, maybe even this season. Not quite. Well, Did he win ten more. Yeah, you're going to win out. Of six and one, so you can win nine more because that's right. Oh, no, nope, it's not. It includes both. Oh, it does. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he's he's nine wins away from being six in NFL history. Yeah. But the, the 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 twist on all this, of course, is he's eleven and thirteen in postseason, just like eighth or ninth, I, I I think, in terms of wins. But thirteen is third most losses, and the other two guys, Shula and Tom Landry, had two Super Bowl wins. So. Somewhere in here, Andy's, Andy's resume is incomplete without, without winning a Super Bowl. Um, 
and it's your own Chiefs playoff joke. Well, I was going to say, like, uh, uh, Chiefs fans probably don't need to be reminded, but I will anyway, that uh, I believe that he is tied Marty with the most playoff, uh, was it the most playoffs made without a Super Bowl? I don't know that the for sure. Games? Yeah. I was too busy riding around oh, that part. You know, <laughs> you like to say. <laughs> Fill in your own stat. Yeah. But, Choose but your you own know, adventure. here's the stat that and this is. Here's a great. Oh, he's been. Andy's been. Marty but here, here's the, the and, and Chiefs fans don't need to be reminded of this either. But it is a sort of raw number breakdown on the playoff thing, which is up till 1970, winning the Super Bowl, five playoff wins in franchise history. Since 1974. So that's the thing that stands out in Chiefs history. He's got one of them. Well, and look, broken. Two-decade-plus yeah. street. Not bad. Well, Jason mentions that Chris Collinsworth said he thinks Andy will win a Super Bowl with this group at some point. He's been reading by it. That's my premise. Yeah. So Look, thanks I for do, I do subscribing it, to the KC Star, Chris Collinsworth. Uh, all I know is I came here in 2014. There are a lot of people fired. Man, Yost said he'd never win the big one. <laughs> Including one guy at this table who had him fired the night that he had the biggest win in Royals history. <laughs> Not after the game, though. <laughs> I do hope you have that in the archive. Uh, the Mellinger Library uh, one day. <laughs> <laughs> that was a wild night. Oh we're, we're working on getting some volume. Right. I see someone saying, can we turn up the volume? Oh. All we can do is yell. Blair, why don't you try to spin the little thing, the little connector up? Is it one of us in particular? Yeah, is... Let's see if that works. How's how's this, everybody? (laughs) Did you hear a click, uh, Blair? Yeah, sure. Okay. Technologically. Yeah. Hey, it's Blair Kirkhoff, and if you're listening to this, you love Kansas City sports, whether it's the Chiefs, Royals, Sporting, Mizzou, KU, or K-State. And no one covers these teams like the Kansas City Star. If you currently subscribe to the paper or have a digital subscription, thank you for your support. And if you don't, here's a great offer. It's called Sports Pass, unlimited digital access to every sports story and video on KansasCity.com. And it's just $30 for the first year. It's the best sports value in town. Just eight cents a day or two fifty a month. You can't beat that. Subscribe now at kansascity.com slash sportspass. Uh, someone wants to know if I've ever seen Vahe gyrate. No, I haven't, and that's a really weird question to ask. Um, maybe we'll do the Macarena one day. I don't know. There was a Macarena touchdown celebration I'll here. The touchdown celebration I, I could do that. tonight would be the, the Tyreek Hill fall, just fall on your back thing. Yeah. <laughs> As for the flip afterwards, I don't know about that. But that, that have you talked about this yet? No, we haven't. We have not gotten into the touchdown celebrations. So is that not maybe? Maybe I, I asked you this earlier, and I was embarrassed. It turned out you really knew, but. But I, I do think Blair, among the four of us, or two of the four of us, would know James Brown reference more than. Did you really you not guys. think I knew who James no, Brown I was? I didn't know. You'd probably say he's an announcer. <laughs> well, he is too. But, but James Brown <laughs> was more for, than one. Sort of known for for you know the whole overly dramatic thing where he collapses oh, and they have to revive him. 
And there's this great, I'm kind of a Springsteen guy, you know, there's this great Springsteen kind of riff on that where he, he collapses on stage and during singing quarter to three and they're all, you know, fanning him and stuff. But, <laughs> I, but I, but, but Tyreek also was elusive from us tonight. So we didn't even get to ask him about that. He just did this whirl around and got away. But the, my theory is he did that as like, I scored the touchdown after dropping that pass on mm-hmm. that drive. That's my theory. But well, Patrick talked about it too. Patrick said he thinks that Tyreek was just dead tired because he had run 50 yards, didn't get it, had to run back 50 yards, and then <laughs> ran 50 yards again. So he just collapsed. But I thought the most interesting thing was you got this quote from Eric Fisher that the CPR thing was completely unplanned. That's what Big Fish said. He just decided like, oh, Tyreek's laying on the ground. Yeah. I should just CPR. That's I don't know how you do CPR without guess- somebody. Yeah, I don't yeah. Know. There we go. I don't know why I'm locking my fingers. I'm CPR certified. You are. I, won, I, I was a lifeguard. Is that true? So, yeah. I mean, it's run out a little bit considering I tried to do yeah, that. Yeah, I was but just, it, yeah, the, I, I know. Don't what, you guys what, feel what so I hear secure? and what I see do not match. <laughs> Look, so just don't stop breathing around me, okay? It's as simple as that. You're I'm okay? just gonna hit you really fast in the heart okay. and hope that that jump starts. So, at, but based on your uh, history with this, uh, did. I use the word pantomimed for what Fisher did. Is that what he did, or was he actually doing the work? I said mimicked, so okay. I, I don't think right. he was actually. All right. What if you had cracked Tyreek's like, ribs from doing fake CPR? That would be Can a you imagine? That would be cheap. <laughs> Look, this is the sort Maybe of thing. That doesn't happen until January, guys. Like, that's what... <laughs> <laughs> Late in the second quarter. <laughs> Look, my favorite touchdown celebration was still after, so Tyreek, or Tyreek, Kareem had two dancing touchdown celebrations. The first one was a Soul Train line. I Googled, I YouTubed, I confirmed that is what it's called. Okay. Uh, he danced to the Soul Train line. And then the second one, apparently they've been practicing some choreographed dance that they haven't let Patrick in on. So Patrick didn't that know what was going on. Now. That's what he was saying afterward. He was like, nobody told me what we were doing, so I was just trying to look at them and, and copy what they were doing, but he looked very out of sync, and it was hilarious. I just assumed he's just out of sync. Like, he can do all these unbelievable things on the field, but yeah, I just can't quite do that, those steps. It looked like well, a splash mob, but he was the one who didn't know. <laughs> yeah. He was like, I'm just going to jump in and try this. I mean, I probably watched that video 15 times, sitting there, and just laughed until I about cried. Well, this is what we do. We break down the film. No, we do. That's yeah. exactly what, Except I mean. Sam actually watches real football all the time. This is what we I have to do for journalism. And speaking of that, I thought he kind of looked like a mom. <laughs> like trying to dance and like keep up with her kids. Like that's what Patrick <laughs> looked like to me when he was doing that. Somebody on Twitter, I saw some, they, they said uh, that's the first time that he's ever looked uncomfortable out of place <laughs> on a field. And I think that's probably about right too. Someone said that it looked like he was at a middle school dance, which yeah, I felt that I... That resonated with me really deeply. Good for him giving it a go, though, you know? You know what? That's right. Just one of the guys. Get out there on the floor. Just one of the guys. If that's the only moment tonight that he looked really bad, well, that pick was pretty bad, too, though. That where he underthrew. Was that Tyreek that was going deep? Yeah. His explanation was really great. Were were either of you in the room when he was talking about that? Back in the locker room, yeah. He was talking about that, and he was like, I'd been begging for, for Coach to call it all night. And he said... So when I see Tyreek going, I'm so excited, and I thought, okay, well, don't overthrow him. And I forgot that I couldn't overthrow him because he's Tyreek, so I underthrew it. And basically, it just sounds like he way overthought it and yeah. versus just let it fly. 
I think of all the, the brilliance this guy has, I think the idea that he has to remind himself he can't over I, that surprises me. Mm-hmm. You know, just it's go such ahead an and innocent it. explanation. Like, well, isn't this one of your favorite but, parts of him though? He, yeah. he he really circles back and, mm-hmm. and and I think really does explain what uh-huh. happens. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. It's kind of neat. Yeah, I hope they stay away from him. It's Chiefs PR. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, please by the let way, him you, give us the good please, explanations. Please, sorry about that. I'm talking over you. Oh my god, mansplaining. Let me just see popcorn. Me. Let me just chew <laughs> my... Um, please quote yourself. Please quote yourself at the moment Tyreek threw that. And see... That's, actually, we can see if any of our uh, audience knows what you were referring to. Like, I read your quote. Do you know what I'm talking about? That Tyreek threw it? I'm when sorry. When Mahomes threw it. When, when, on that interception, quote yourself. Oh, I forgot. What did I say? <laughs> the thing about up. underthrowing it. Uh, in the three, three, being triple covered and under. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Say it the way you said it. And I think see I if said. Anybody uh, can say what movie it's from. Underthrowing into triple coverage is a bad way to protect a twenty-eight point lead. Son. <laughs> right? Was that it? I think you said it a little differently. I'm just uh, blowing this whole yeah. thing. The point is, it was an Animal House reference yeah. that I caught. There we go. Um, and it's just lost. My bad. Yeah. <laughs> Let's move on. Next play. Next play. Next play. Hey, next man up. That's how we roll. Next woman up. So let's move on from that. Um, But Mahomes has 22 touchdowns throws this season, two rushing touchdowns. So he's accounted for 24 total touchdowns. And even it sounded like what Andy Reid was saying and what Patrick was saying, I mean, they thought that that he was going to be good. But this is exceeding anything that they had charted out for where they wanted him to be at this point. Is that the sense that you get? All throughout the organization. It's not even close. Like, I think they, like, I truly believe that they thought he would be this good. But I think they thought it would be when he's 26, 27, 28. You know, like the Aaron Rodgers had the, what was it, like a 40-some touchdown and like six interception season or whatever. And that was when he was, I think, 28 years old. I think they thought that Patrick Mahomes could get to that point, but I mean, like this early, like, like this, this is, this is bonkers. This is, uh, you know, for, for an organization whose general manager said he's the best player I've ever seen <laughs> and he's still better than that organization thought he would be. Like, that's where we're at. It's, you know, it is impossible to get your arms around how, how, transformative he is yeah right i mean and the thing i keep thinking about this was a pretty good football team last year mm-hmm. not good enough to hold off yeah. tennessee on that stupid playoff game but don't you just have a totally different feeling about yeah. its capacity yeah and and look it's plenty of other good players i mean tyreek's you know, kind of magic incredible yeah. Kareem is yeah mm-hmm. kelsey can be but but this guy makes you feel like and i i guess I was slow to come to this, you know, it took me to a second game <laughs> to, to feel like that. But I really do, I feel like they can do anything with this guy. I just, I just do. And, and I know we haven't probably talked much defense yet. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just the, the thing about that team last year, it was a good team, but they were defined by their limitations in a lot of ways. They were defined by everything has to go Everything has to go right. They were defined by if Marcus Mariota throws a touchdown pass to himself, they're screwed. <laughs> right, right, and right. This team this year, I think, is defined by like the opposite of that. That they can be down, was it ten or eleven or whatever it was in Denver, mm-hmm. and they can have a second thirty, and they can have a play that requires their 
quarterback to outrun Von Miller and throw it left-handed. And they, like, they can do all these things and still win. Like, that's, and that means everything. Like, when the NFL is like built so that everybody's about like this, yeah. if you can just flip yes. it a little bit, it, yes. it changes everything. By the way, did you see right. that he uh, missed his left-handed throw tonight? Yeah, yeah one he for two. He attempted it. And he didn't. He had a perfect rate. Right? Yeah, one for two. Yeah. yeah. And it just didn't happen. So, break the way to go, ruined it. Like, left-handed stats, no-look stats, overall stats. Well, we know the left-handed stats are pretty easy to chart. Did he get a little no-look in tonight? Yeah, early. It was kind of a similar. Um, it was a completion. I forgot who it was to it was Kelsey, one maybe. Or... No, it was early. Um, you know what? It may have been that first ball to Tyreek. It was early. Oh, really? It was early. Hmm. But, yeah. By the way, have you talked about that Tyreek play? Uh, a little bit, yeah. No worry, was... we covered that. I don't know where you were. Um, by the way, here's Tyreek's tweet from an hour ago. My teammates picked me up tonight after a bad play by me. I love this squad. Never mind. They yeah. were already up a couple touchdowns. Right. So at the end of the day, like. Oh, yeah. yeah, incredible yeah. that they yeah. overcame. Yeah, man. Right? Yeah. And then yeah. They a touchdown. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, they didn't, they didn't get the over. So we told everyone, make sure you take the over. Sorry that we led y'all astray. Hope you didn't lose too much money. Um, Here's Barry Sanders tweeting about Kareem Hunt. Yeah, nice hurdle by Kareem Hunt, which Kareem retweeted. So he's backing on the Twitters and scrolling through. Um, <laughs> it is now. It is now, yeah. Um, but one thing I thought was interesting, I'm looking at all these stats, and right underneath the pass receiving, it has Ron Parker had that interception, 33-yard touchdown, um, pick six. And one thing that was interesting talking with Patrick Mahomes afterward, someone asked him, you know, who is it on defense that's kind of amping you up, that's carrying you through? And he said, well, it varies based on the night. Last week it was Chris Jones was motivating him. This week it was Ron Parker, and they had talked to each other in the tunnel beforehand, like, hey, man, let's keep this going, and they kind of had this little back and forth. Then it translates into that, and Andy Reid said that he felt like Ron Parker's interception was the turning point of the second half. I don't know how much it can be a turning point when you're already up that much, but I thought that was still pretty significant. Maybe just sort of the nail in the coffin kind of thing, mm-hmm. right? I mean, um, by the way, were you there? Who, who was there with Ron Parker? Did he did he say that his basically his daughter had been trash talking him? That how come he never scored touchdowns? It wasn't. I was there. Um, it wasn't I'm like that. I, yeah, hope, yeah. I, I hope that's, that's what like it that. was. But it was kind of fun for him, wasn't it? That he, he um, could say he did it for her. Yeah, and it was kind of like, and who knows? Like I don't know if she says that like before every game. Yeah, or whatever. He Okay. I, I was surprised, though, like, that, that he's never had – I mean, I knew that as a fact because somebody brought it up a couple weeks ago in the locker room. Anyway, uh, but he's been around a long time to never have yeah. – I know defensive touchdowns aren't easy, but, but like, still. you would think a play like that would have happened by now. You know? Yeah, yeah, you would. You he's, would. Had, he's had some nice plays. Jordan yeah. wants to know who our defensive MVP was for the game. You guys going Ron Parkers or somebody else that jumps out? I think that um, – like, I mean, Parker made the biggest play, but I just continually think – what I think most games is that Chris Jones is like affects the most stuff. Yeah. You know, yeah. he's just a problem. Like D Ford coming around the edge is a weapon and, and he had another forced fumble uh, and a sack. They were lucky to get that back. The Bengals were, um, but I just think Chris Jones is their best defensive player. You know, um, at least when those other two guys are hurt. Um, how much, you know, Parker struggled early, right? How much do you feel like, He's back to being. I think the guy at his best is 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 better than average. Not not great, but but 
right right in there in that place where he's good. Do you feel like he's good now? Do you feel like he's he was a little maybe a little I don't know if Rusty's the right word, but not quite right when he first came back. Oh, um, he had that interception in the first game. He helped but him I mean, I think that game. He was exposed a few times too. He was he was yeah. overall he was bad that game, but he did have that was a hell of an interception too. Like, it was. It was, he almost had another. It was a, that game. That that Chargers game too. That that was like uh, he had to be like mentally you know astute, and and it was also like physically a really good play as well. But he he's a hard guy to like like. I know th- there's just been games I feel like where, Ron, where you think, oh, Ron Parker didn't do anything today. And then you watch it again, you're like, oh, shit, he was really good. And then there's games where you think he was good, and it turns out he got burned a lot. Like, he's a hard guy to judge, yeah, like, yeah. kind of, you know, in the moment. But he's got the, the thing that, that kind of strikes me the most about him is, like, the way – I hate, like, sorry. Uh, I can't think of a better word. But, like, he's got this, like, aura. or something. He's got something about him. That everybody is kind of drawn to, oh, especially the defensive backs. I mean, they those guys <laughs> love him. They love him. They you know, absolutely love part him. Part of that that's got to matter. I do think it's a little bit of his sort of you know bio or story, whatever you want to call it. I, I can't remember the number now, but remember he got he got cut something like seven times before the Chiefs before yeah. he was a keeper for the Chiefs, and uh, and then he, he found a home. And then didn't, but it, but ended up back where he should be. So it's, yeah, there's something, there's something just kind of cool about him. Mm-hmm. That, and I don't know, I think a little magnetic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. talked with him uh, in the locker room earlier this week when I did that story on how the oh, yeah. Chiefs keep bringing in all these older guys to kind of mentor the younger guys. And he said that, and, and Andy brought it up, which is what made me think of it, that Ron Parker really took Jordan Lucas under his wing. And you could see just talking to Ron about his bond with Jordan. He was just being chattery and quick and everything else. And I don't know what's going on over here. We're being pointed at. Producer, producer is working with one of some of the talent. Love some signals. Uh, um, but love some feedback. Um, which is perfect time. We set it up. Oh, well, it's my time to see you later. Take a leave. Lynn takes center stage. <laughs> you can get unmiked. Rebock. Or will you? Oh. Q problems. Never had Talk those about before. Ron Parker. How's that for a reporter question? <laughs> Ron Parker. <clears throat> well. Ron Parker made his daughter happy today. <laughs> his first career touchdown. And uh, he said that before the game, his daughter said, Daddy, why don't you sco- ever score a touchdown? So he said after the game, this one was for her. Um, and actually, I wrote about that one. I don't, she don't know if it's online yet. That, that was actually part of the reason I <laughs> was slow getting here. But um, I'm trying to get that squared away. But, yeah, I wrote about Ron. Um that's the second defensive touchdown in the last three weeks. Um, they sort of sandwiched two def- good defensive games around that Patriots game where, obviously, they let it go at the end. Um, but, yeah, so Parker was sort of the way to get into that. But, you know, obviously, veteran safety, guy who came back just before preseason or just at the end of preseason, um, came up with a big pick six that sort of, I think Andy Reid called it a turning point for the game, just sort of put it away for him, basically. I think I think that's definitely right. Um, by the way, we've now had a bunch of different questions about Eric Berry, so let's go ahead and get this out of the way. 
is he? Somebody wants to know is he done for good? Joel wants to know if he comes back healthy for that Week Eleven game against the Rams. Um, what do we think? When when is Eric Berry back? It's the same answer. Like, uh, and I don't mean that to be like stop like, asking because if I was a Chiefs fan, I'd be asking that question uh, angrily. Um, but it's the same answer. Like I think that they're waiting on him to say yes, and there's no. Uh, you know, particular push. Like, I, I really believe this. They're six and one. If they were three and four, if they were four and three, I think that would be a different, it'd be a different context, but they're doing all right, you mm-hmm. know? And I think the fact that the Super Bowl's in Atlanta matters to him. I think the fact that his two football injuries, um, that he's lost seasons for happened in the first game back. So there's a mental don't come back too soon thing. Uh, He's cleared, you know? I mean, it's, that's what it sounds like anyway. Like, he's passed their test, mm-hmm. MRI clear, whatever. Uh, I think they're just waiting on him. Mm-hmm. But he'll come back. He'll, he'll play, barring, you know, any major setbacks. Because he keeps getting better every day. RJ asks a good question. Who sits when Barry comes back? Is it, is it Ron Parker or is it Jordan Lucas? I actually think it might be Parker. I think they really like Lucas, but I don't mm-hmm. know. Well, I think it, I think it's probably, there's probably going to be moves before that because Sorensen was out there doing stuff on the field before the game today. Mm-hmm. And he was in the locker room after the game just to like clean up the stuff. I mean, he was out there running, you know, doing, you know, backpedaling and running on the field, stuff like that before the game. He's eligible to start practicing soon. I think that may be the move that you see before, um, we talk about Eric. I mean, Eric Berry, I'm not counting on that until I see it. I mean, and then, as we talked about earlier in the week during the Facebook Live, I still think it's a question of, you know, what are we going to see from him when he gets back? Like, nobody's, everybody just sort of takes for granted, okay, he comes back and, you know, he's going to be better than what you got. But what if this is the time where he comes back and he's not what he was or he's yeah. not, you know? But um, that aside, it sounds like Sorensen or it looks like Sorensen might be the one that you see first. And then they'll probably have to decide what they want to do with that move and then maybe that has an effect on what they do when and if Barry ever comes back. So what do you do if Sorensen, if Sorensen comes back first? Is it still Ron Parker sits? or? I don't know. Sorensen's not the answer. Sorensen's good depth or whatever. Mm-hmm. And Tyler Hoffman, the Cardinals aren't going to trade Patrick Peterson. Sorry to read over your shoulder. Um, <laughs> That's what this is here for. But uh, Please read, read away. Sorensen's okay, but, you know, I don't know. He's, he's, he's not. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he got exposed last year. He did. Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) I was just letting that sink in for a minute. Uh, Barbara wants to know if there's any trap games before the trip to Mexico City. So that would be next week against home against the Browns, or home against the Broncos at the Browns, and then home against the Cardinals. Yeah, this is like a that guy answer, and I'm sorry I hate it, but like I think trap game is a myth. Okay. So no. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't think I so. mean, I don't know if I'd call it a trap game, but I guess uh, maybe the one that you wouldn't expect would probably be that Browns game, even though I don't think the Browns are that good, but. That maybe that's the game where on the road, if you're, you know, whatever, taking them lightly, even though I don't really think NFL guys really do that that much, but, um, or you're not as focused, maybe they come out with some energy at home and, you know, um, 
maybe give you a better game than you expect, but uh, I don't I don't think they should lose any of those games unless I mean barring some major injury or something crazy happens between now and those games. But um, I don't see any of those games where I say they should lose. I mean I think Denver could be a tough game here based off of how it was in Denver, but um, yeah, I'm not seeing you know one that's like ah that's the one that they're gonna somebody's gonna get them. I'm not seeing that. I do think that Denver is playing a lot better. I mean, they were, what, three points away yeah. from, from beating the Rams. All it takes is one of those sparks. They'll have extra rest because that was a Thursday night game. I still think that they end up beating the Chiefs, but I think that that's going to be a tougher game maybe than what we would expect. Yeah. Um, and you never know how these things go. Like, look, look, the Chargers are playing great. I don't know what they did. did they, what they do this morning. Mm-hmm. They won. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. That happened so long great. ago. Um, you know, to me, it's it's the the games that I'm most interested in going for. Obviously, the Rams. Uh, I think the Ravens is an inter- You know, just the way they play defense. Um, I know they lost today, uh, and and the Chargers. And that's here. That's a Thursday night game, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, I'm just if that's a long ways away. Is that game in December? Yes. Um, yeah. You know, so that that's a long ways away, but it's still. If they're playing anything close to this, that'll be an interesting game mm-hmm. as well. The Cardinals game is going to be ugly. Yeah. Oh, God, did you see them the other night? Yeah, that's not going to get flexed to Sunday night. Football. Unless Byron Leftwich has the magic touch or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> unless he knows like the right <laughs> buttons to push, yeah. but I don't think that's going to be much of anything exciting to see. Uh, Chad wants to know, does Spencer Ware just need to find his football legs? He seems to trip a lot from what looked like weak legs. Turf monster? I don't know. Um, I don't think it's a weak leg situation. No, I don't either. No. I, um, he did seem to stumble a couple of times. Weird stuff happens. But I'm not sure if that's a weak leg. Like, it did seem like he stumbled a couple of times. And I don't know if that's a, a leg thing or just a not getting that many reps since training camp thing. Yeah, it's not strength. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think it's a, yeah, I don't think it's a strength thing. He yeah. did, but, I feel like, have his best game so far this season. Effective. Eight carries, 59 yards. He had a 34-yard run. That averaged out to 7.4 yards per carry. And then he also had three catches for 30 yards, including a 22-yard catch. Um, I thought he looked, I mean, other than the stumbles and the turf monsters, I thought he looked pretty good. I did too. I I think it's it's encouraging too, given, I mean, Kareem Hunt takes a beating every week. He's shown that he's capable of doing that. But imagine if you get both of those guys going. That's a danger. I mean, (laughs) it's already a dangerous offense, so it feels ridiculous to... (laughs) repeat and say that could be a dangerous offense because we're already there but it just adds another dimension for yeah. sure and and where had a, a nice catch too and they put him out there in a little mm-hmm. um, screen pass for a first down i think too so i mean um again another guy that you can get involved in the passing game too yeah. we've got vahe making his triumphant return you guys should get so excited he's coming in off camera <laughs> uh we need to have like some walk-up music or something It'd be Springsteen. I don't know what it would be, but it'd be Springsteen. <laughs> I think that's kind of a rule if you're a sports writer. You got a mic up. Oh, yeah. And you're sitting Sorry. on your mic, so. Uh, nothing's going right now. You don't want that. Right. Uh, there he is. I really enjoy watching the delayed it's possible, the video. Oh, yeah. The po- it's possible the technical difficulty that I just was dealing with that I, uh, I may have sent only my headline SEO search stuff and uh, <laughs> subheadline, but not in fact the column itself. <laughs> Nailed that SEO though. Try to make, you know what? <laughs> People are going to find it on Google. Is dang it! it. Is yeah. it about the clicks or not? <laughs> so, you guys can find Vahe's yeah. column. You just don't know what it's going to say. 
when you find it and you don't actually see written words, just imagine that they would be breathtaking and brilliant. Yes. <laughs> Please imagine that. Especially imagine that when you do see the real words. <laughs> By the way, Nathan mentions, how about the O-line playing really well with two backups? They fell apart last Heck year yeah. when LDT and Morse went out. And, yeah, I think that that's something that, that didn't get talked about enough after the game. Yeah, totally they were agree. really good. Yeah, totally agree. And that, that's a big deal. But a couple of low snaps. Didn't the he, did. he did. There were a couple of those. Who the one that became a touchdown, right? Yeah. But so it was what Jordan Debbie at center again. Andrew Wiley making his first NFL start at right guard. And, and Jeff Allen got some snaps, right? I, he looked like he played a game. I didn't specifically see him play. But so maybe he just got sweaty on the sideline. Um, I, I mean, he was. Ahead. Yeah, he listed he's listed. The only person that did not play for the Chiefs was Chad Henney. Who is the only person on either team who was active and did not play? And inquiring minds uh, in the uh, post game press conference, they wanted to know somebody asked me about why I didn't get it. And Andy pleasantly dismissed it, just kind of said, you know, I thought it was best. Yeah. Yeah. fix the. Wow. Oh. We just saw that late. By the way, if, if anybody, while we have an odd moment here, just because I feel like interrupting everybody, if uh, you want to look at a, some really good sort of um, background on how this all works, go to Sam McDowell's uh, Twitter feed and find, uh, <laughs> find this <laughs> reference to Sam and I, uh, I think the term was arguing over. Hey, mm-hmm. uh, but how about in his dumb face? Neither one of us wrote about the quarterback. <laughs> Boom! Nice! Yeah. Nice! Eat that, McDowell. (laughs) I'm sure he's watching right now at home. We need to pop the thing back in again. How's our sound? Not that good? Well, the problem is that we, so you guys can know some behind the scenes stuff. I think it needs to spin up and then click it. We have a connector to plug in. Based on the case, it doesn't always stay that way. So now we've got our producer, Blair, holding on to the cords. We're going to get a picture of that so we can tweet it out later uh, so you guys can see exactly <laughs> how this high-tech production works. Uh, which someone asked about uh, what happened to Terrence Smith, and the word right now is sprained knee, sprained right knee. That was what in the first half. It was I believe the first that happened. They went rather quickly, uh, as these things go, from uh, doubtful to return to out. Like eight minutes later, the, the announcement yeah. changed. So they got that to us. They did. They did get that <laughs> yes, to us. And that Andy to us. said that, that they were going to do an MRI to explore a little bit further what's going on, which I don't think sounds great. No, um, I don't recall hearing any, any other injuries. Though, tonight, no, that was either, the only one. Which, by the standards that they've been uh, operating these last few weeks, that's, you know, I guess we, we won't really know the full fallout, but right. at least offhand, that's better than it's been. Eric asks if any chance of uh, Terrence Smith is out, if each considers a DJ return. I'm saying no. He's, I don't think they've so. been pretty open that that's yeah. not the direction yeah. that they want to go in. Andy almost explicitly said that the other day, which was unusual for him mm-hmm. to even show that card. I think it's probably because of he knows that people are asking it. DJ's on the market, they have a need, it makes sense, but inside the Chiefs organization, 
that's not the way they seem to want to bring in either guys that like Zombo that were on the team earlier this year that still have I don't know a little bit more upside or really young project guys. Well, and the thing with, with DJ is, does he think he can still play? They probably don't think he can still play, and so if he still thinks he can play, you know, there's no sort of spot for him now. But mm-hmm. if we talked about this earlier last week. I mean, I think there's probably uh, a, a notion in the Chiefs organization that he should be part of something going forward, but I don't think it's as a player. I, they would welcome him to the team. <laughs> As a coach. <laughs> they would welcome him to the yeah. sidelines. Yeah. Please do not put on pads. Yeah. Plus, if he, if they were to bring him back, I mean, it sounds sort of crazy to say, but I'm not really sure what role he fills because, I mean, you're, you, I mean, the guy that you, that's hurt or at least banged up right now is sort of the nickel linebacker, right, which right. is you just draft the guy that people have been sort of clamoring like we drafted Dorian O'Daniel how come we don't see Dorian O'Daniel at least I know I've been getting that on Twitter I think Brooke you've been getting some of that on Twitter too but why haven't we seen Dorian O'Daniel well that's the guy who would step in for Terrence Smith and I mean DJ I don't know that he I mean again you still have Ragland you still have Hitchens those are your two starting guys your nickel guy now becomes Dorian O'Daniel so if you bring DJ back are you bringing him back to have him sit on the sideline? Yeah, or you bring it? Yeah, yeah, so yeah, I'm not yeah. I'm not really sure how that no. fits. I'm so. interested to see Dorian O'Daniel, if, if that's the way this goes. He's got some upside. I think he has a lot of upside. Yeah. I mean, he looked pretty solid today, and again, in that role is the sort of the sub-package yeah. nickel guy, you know, out there in coverage, out there. I mean, he's not out there, you know, in rundowns. He's out there for a particular thing. He's sort of that in-between guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> By the way, uh, Alex wants to know if Houston seems close to coming back. We haven't seen him work. Um, I think we'll know if he's he... in the locker room. He's on the sideline. Right. Not right. Which, I mean, is kind of encouraging because the guys that are on IR are up here. I know that because I got behind uh, Laurent Dudet. Duvernay Tardif. Yes. LDT. Larry. Uh, and D. Anthony Thomas in line for the halftime food, and they cleaned out the chicken tenders. So, word to the wise, don't get in line behind them. And like, I thought I was beating the rush, because Blair was the first one up to get chicken tenders. No, wait a minute. Yeah, wait no, he minute. was definitely riding the I didn't time. know there was chicken tenders at halftime. Yeah, I thought no, I missed well, the chicken tenders. That's because LDT ate them all. Uh, and then I cleaned up the last three that were in there after he left. They were really good. Um, so, yeah, but they were up here. So, I mean, I think it's good that he's on the yeah. sideline. Well, I mean, I guess in theory we'll really know what's close is when they make a move because they, they added two linebackers basically when he was, you know, when he was hurt. Tano is now, you know, was active today. Orchard wasn't even active today. So there's probably a move when he's ready to actually play, But I would assume. I don't remember him playing either, but he's listed as playing on the sheet. Did he, did he, did he um, p- play special teams? Again. Maybe, maybe they have him listed down here as having played, so I don't know if it, I'm trying to think what special teams unit he might have been on or if he was if he got some plays late in the game when it was sort of like, okay. Oh, <laughs> but, I thought Breland Speaks played really well. Again, too, he helped out Chris Jones on that sack. Um <laughs> I'm just laughing about Chris Jones's reaction when somebody said, you guys sort of shared that sack. And he said, no, 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 let's get it right. <laughs> he said, I got the sack. And Breland was just sort of hugging me, to which Breland started yelling, okay, okay, from across the, the locker room. So uh, I was just laughing when you mentioned that. So, but, um. 
Well, you guys want to have, have any a... closing closing remarks? Shut it down. We're 15 minutes away from 2 a.m. And we have to be back here at noon tomorrow, which is such a great feeling. <laughs> um, <laughs> not that I don't love this job. Uh, <laughs> bye. What are your thoughts? I think you do love your job because the boss is watching and he thinks that. Is he still watching? I don't know. I don't know. He's, um, he's probably trying to find look, here, here's, here's his column thing. out in the ether. We, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, here's, and you guys probably talked about this in one form or another, but there have been, there have been years, there have been teams that you would think are going to um, have a little hangover or a little, you know, little problem the week after a loss like that to the Patriots. And this was anything but that. I mean, lasered in uh, a team, you pointed this out earlier, Sam, not a bad team, four and two and, yeah. and, uh, Coming in here and then just shredded, shredded by this team. So, I I think by different measures you could say the Chiefs have played the toughest schedule in the NFL, um, at least based on uh, one of the things we heard on the radio, based on schedule um, records last year, who's done what, blah blah blah. Doesn't really matter. Just whoever's in front of them right now, they can beat. And I I think we've seen enough variety of teams that they've played, different strengths, different weaknesses, et cetera, et cetera, that. They've shown they can they can play with anybody. That Rams game will be interesting. It will. It will. <laughs> we were just talking about play with anybody. That'll be interesting just because they can put up points just like these guys can put up points. So that I mean, that could, that could be uh you know similar to that Patriots game just in terms of how that played out. And you know, I mean, um, you never know how exactly things are going to play out. But I mean, it could be something like that. But could be. I'm trying to think if there's any other games on the schedule that I sort of think could be that type of a game. Just on paper, and that's the only one that's jumping out at me. Sam, what jumps out to you? Uh, best performance by far. I mean, overall, but certainly by the defense. And without those two guys, I thought that was super encouraging. Like the the Jaguars game, they played well defensively because they got five turnovers. But it was kind of funny that we were falling over ourselves, like trying to compliment them defensively, and they gave up five hundred and two right. yards. Right. Uh, this was like a legitimately shut down defensive performance yeah. against a good offense. I didn't know they had that in them. I think that's super encouraging, the most important thing to come out of today. Absolutely. And Larry wants to know when during the week will the Facebook Lives be scheduled? Uh, in the past, we've done it on Wednesdays, but I think we were going to move it to Thursdays to kind of give us some time to build some momentum early in the week. Um, the way it works for you guys who, who don't know, we get, we'll talk with Andy Reid tomorrow because it was a home game. We'll talk to him in person at noon. And then the Chiefs are off on Tuesdays. We have no access. And then Wednesday is kind of like our Monday. It's the first day we come in. We talk to Andy Reid about the upcoming game. We get Patrick Mahomes and the locker rooms open. There's a lot of stuff coming at us on Wednesdays. Thursdays are a little bit different. We get coordinators and the locker rooms open. So we're thinking that that way once we have two days of information about the upcoming game, then we'll start to preview it. We'll have a better idea about injuries. So we're targeting Thursday afternoons between 2 and 2.30. These things can always change. We have conference calls with other teams. It's a fluid situation, but I would pencil in Thursday afternoon between 2 and 2.30 Central Time. Uh, and then, of course, every Sunday after the game, usually an hour and a half to two hours afterward, depending on when we file our stuff. So put all that down. So we will see you Thursday afternoon. Until then, you can rewatch this as many times as you want. It will be on Facebook forever. Uh, you can also check all of our work out on Twitter. You can find us also on KansasCity.com in the Red Zone Extra app and in the paper every morning. So until next time, 
Good night and good luck.